Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! Many detectives never encounter a perfect crime. But I once ran into two of them on a single case. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. People often ask me, Jerry Browning, private detective, whether I've ever run into a perfect murder. The answer is yes, twice. Attention, cars 12, 14, 15, 17, proceed to 3742 Waverly Court, third apartment, Harold Mannix, signal 34. That's how it started, when I picked up the police call on my car radio. Harold Mannix was a friend of mine, a man who made his money backing ideas and inventions. Signal 34 meant that he'd been murdered. The police cars were drawing up before 3742 Waverly Court as I arrived. Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide met me at the door. It's murder, all right, Jerry. Mighty carefully planned, too. I looked beyond Dawson at the body of my friend slumped over a desk. Any idea who did it, Dawson? Dawson shrugged. Somebody Mannix knew and trusted. He let the killer in, no sign of a struggle. A cop came over to us. Hey, we've got the safe open, Lieutenant. No money in it. That's odd. Mannix always kept a lot of money on hand. Looks like somebody tried to work a swindle on Mannix. Killed him when he got suspicious and cleaned out the safe. I turned to Dawson. Yeah. And what's more, I think I know who it might be. Man who called himself Walker T. Driscoll. Mannix told me a couple of days ago that he was negotiating with Driscoll for an amazing invention, if Driscoll was telling the truth. That sounds like a man, Jerry. What does this Driscoll look like? I never met him, but I bet I will. When my friend Harold Mannix was murdered, I remember that he'd mentioned the name of an inventor, Walker T. Driscoll. Two hours later... We've checked with the bank, Jerry. Mannix drew $150,000 in cash this morning. That money's missing. We've got no leads at all to this Walker Driscoll. No fingerprints, no description, no address, not one single thing. Nothing more happened that day. But in the next morning's mail at my office was a letter from Harold Mannix. It must have been mailed only a few hours before he was killed. And asked me to visit him in order to discuss a checkup of Walker T. Driscoll who claimed to have invented a new machine that would positively locate underground oil deposits. The letter mentioned that Mannix had drawn $150,000 from his bank as first payment on the machine, but that he would not pay out the money until I verified Driscoll's claim of being an expert geologist and mining engineer. I grabbed the letter and made a beeline for police headquarters. Well, Jerry, I just got through trying to phone you. They caught Driscoll in St. Louis. Caught him? How? We don't even know what the guy looks like. He used his own name. Was registered at a hotel. St. Louis police made a routine check. Driscoll said he was an oil man, so they grabbed him. I shook my head. I don't get it. A man covers his crime that carefully and then registers at a hotel under his own name? His idea is to bluff it out, defy us to prove it. You'll see. I showed Dawson the letter I'd received from Mannix. Dawson read it over and whistled. 
Grease will cook Driscoll's goose. I'm going down to St. Louis to bring him back. If you don't mind, I'll go with you. <laughs> 